Hello and welcome to the ultimate Spidey Dude experience. This episode, we are covering a single issue of Ultimate Spider-Man 2024, number one. I'm Zach Joyner, webmaster of spidey-dude.com. And if you have not already, we have to give our thanks to our friends over at patreon.com slash Network. Patrons such as Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Jorgen, Catherine, Kale, Laura Howard, Mutt Moose, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, Vicky, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you guys for your support over on Patreon.com slash Network. Our spectacular patron, Sarah Petzl, our friendly neighborhood tiers you see up on the screen if you're watching us live on YouTube, and our Spidey Dude VIPs. Scott McGraw, Sebastian Vinkman, thank you guys for your support over on Patreon. And if you have not checked out our other fine shows on the channel, or on the network, excuse me, you got Clone Saga Chronicles, the show all about the 90s Clone Saga and the Clone Saga-related characters. Spectacular Radio is the show all about the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. ASM Classics is the show all about Spider-Man from the beginning with a father and son duo talking about it from a different perspective. Salvi Sima Era podcast is about Spider-Man's seminal run with Salvi Sima as the artist on Spectacular Spider-Man. And Voices from the Eerie Gargoyles podcast is our podcast all about the Gargoyles animated series and the comics that are published by Dynamite Entertainment. Currently, Dynamite is running a Kickstarter. We'll talk about that a little bit later, probably at the end of the show. <clears throat> Slot Symposium is our show all about the Dan Slot era of Spider-Man. And finally, this sister show... Oh, excuse me. Books of X is our is our YouTube show that's first on Patreon, uh, covering the Kokoan era of X-Men. And Make Mine Mayday is the sister show of this show here on the channel. Hello, everybody. I'm Zach Joyner. Thank you for watching. If you're watching us live on YouTube... Uh, be sure to uh, give us that like, that share, that subscribe. If you have not already, if you're listening to the audio edition, give us that five-star review and uh, let us know how we're doing by leaving comments down below. I do read all the comments, I promise. And, of course, I am joined by Ultimate Neil. Wait, shit, I was muted. muted. Um, I'm Ultimate. Let's go. He, he's been ultimized. And Ultimate Adam. Welcome to the show, Ultimate Adam. Thank you. I was not expecting that I would have started this ultimate train, and I, I'm i kicking myself because I didn't do it for the comic bin show we did uh, for the, Sp the Spider-Man Council, so better late than yes. ever, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so if you have not checked that out, it's also available here on the channel. We are live streaming on the Comic Binge YouTube channel. We are also, for the first time, live streaming on Instagram, so if you're watching us on Instagram, welcome. How's uh, Paul? Is he coming tonight? I don't know. I haven't okay. heard. Good for him. So, anyways, uh, um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'll probably shoot him a text. So, it is a new year. This is our first live stream of the year, but not our first episode of the year because we have had uh, a great interview that we did with Greg Wiseman. Uh, if you've not checked that out, talking about the spectacular Spider Men, uh, I highly encourage you to do so if you have not already. If you have, thank you. Uh, that was a that's been a that was a labor of love. Uh, there is the uh, overlay you see on the screen. By the way, if you're watching us, if you're listening to the audio edition, pay it no mind. We're going to have some references to visual aids and or live comments. 
Uh, we'll probably pull up some panels from the uh, the issue we're covering tonight, so pay that no mind if you're listening to us in the audio edition. So uh, we got some comments. Waiting for the show to start. Waiting for day to be not just any wait. Ugh, one more day. Um, <clears throat> he's got a million one more day jokes. Ryan Reed in the chat. Hello, Ryan from the Pixel Classroom Podcast. Happy New Year to Vinkman. And uh, it is the ultimate crew. Yes. So, um, I, I know our friends over at Crawl Space right now, as of this recording, we're talking, JR is talking, waxing poetic about a great uh, spectacular Spider-Man story that's nothing to do with this, but uh, hopefully we'll get some people after they're done. Um, all right. So let us talk about uh, this issue, and I'm going to, Real quick question. How far gonna... back do we want to go? Do we want to go back to um, 2000 or do we want to go to 2014 or do we want to go <laughs> to 2017 or do we want to go back to 2022 or 2023? So, so, so Neil, I had to have Neil on this show, this episode because I'm the only one who read ultimate invasion. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I did read the ultimate universe one shot. Um, as because well. I because yeah. I, I, I insisted that I, I insisted that you read it and then you're like fine I guess I'll do it yeah so we we got a lot of people on X tonight so thank you for watching us on X AKA Twitter um so let uh, I'm gonna share a screen of let's see if I can share the screen we'll see what happens share window there we go share. Bankman says, thanks for making me choose between watching Crawl Space. Listen, it's spider history. You can go back and listen to it anytime. You can only be here for this, though. Uh, listen, Bankman, I understand. Had So, peel behind the curtain for a second. Um, my intention was to do this on Thursday. Was my original intention. Um, but some things happened this week personally that threw me for a big loop. I, I can't talk about it publicly right now um, out of respect for the person that I'm talking about. But I had some pretty bad news in my family pop up. And so that's why we're doing it on Saturday night as opposed to our normal in during the week. I try not to do things at the same time as Crawl Space, but it just couldn't be helped. So, sorry. Uh, but... Uh, so we're going to be talking about Ultimate Spider-Man. This is the book we're talking about. If you have not picked this up, spoilers ahoy. Okay, just, it's a review. Um, Neil, uh, give us the rundown of, like, the setup to this, because it is sort Complex. of complicated. <laughs> okay, so back in 2000, there was this thing called the Ultimate Universe. It was, what if we just did Marvel, but edgy? Um, and we brought on Edgelord Supreme, Mark Millar, to make things super edgy uh think like the avengers are part of the military industrial complex wolverine is a kind of a creeper um hank is a serial abuser towards janet captain america is implied to be racist oh and there's incest um that kind of thing um and eventually the the mileage kind of wore out on how far can we go with how edgy this universe is and in 2015, uh, they literally broke the world by smashing into another planet and um, the event Secret Wars. 
Now, for those of you who don't know who the maker is, um, he's basically just what if Reed Richards, but evil. Um, and he got ported over to Earth 616 alongside Miles Morales and a couple of other uh, hangers on characters. Uh, and then he was like, well, you know, I'm kind of bored here. I want to go back. And so over the course of, I think, Ewing's New Avengers and Kate's Venom run, Maker's goal was kind of to use whatever he could to get back to the Ultimate Universe. And uh, when he got back in Venom, Venom number 27, he failed. Uh, or he came back, but the universe was in flames. So cut to 2023, and our boy Reed Richards has a plan. He breaks out of, I guess, a, a cube prison, which is just a prison but with white walls instead of concrete. Um, and he goes to Miles Morales' house, says, hey man, I'm dipping, but you're cool. If you want to come along, you can. Miles says, no thanks, bro. I'm good here. And then Maker leaves. And he he gives the Illuminati a finger before escaping through a portal into a new universe called Earth 6160. And across Ultimate Invasion, he spends the next 20 years kind of getting rid of heroes before they can appear. Uh, he, he stops the spider from biting Peter. He kills the Fantastic Four. Uh, he stops Wasp and Ant-Man from existing. Basically goes the whole nine yards and stops anything that could stop him. And he consolidates all seven continents into sort of a miniature uh, cabal slash aristocracy. Uh, cut to the present day. He has a giant uh, Jome Dome in the middle of Latveria called The City, and he invites all of his friends to come have a party slash Krakoan orgy inside of the dome. Um, and that includes Howard Stark, who is alive and is Iron Man in this universe, while his son Tony is not. Uh, during an attack from the future by Kang, uh, using something called the Immortus Engine, uh, Obadiah Stane, who is a good guy in this universe, is killed, and Howard Stark takes his place in the Cabal aristocracy as essentially the head of the North American Union. Uh, by the way, there is no United States. There's no real any countries that we know in this universe. It's just like seven major hotspots of power. Um, the maker goes to Reed and says, or not, he goes to Howard and says, listen, man, I like you. And I'm pretty sure you built this Immortus engine thing that's trying to kill me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you build another one. So that uh, I can I can rule this universe as a crazy Petri dish that I can play in. And to help you with that, here's Reed Richardson and Dr. Doom mask. You'll be great friends, I promise. <laughs> and so eventually, um, Howard decides, you know what? I've had enough. I'm stuck in this, I'm stuck in this city. So I'm going to rebel against him. And he gives Reed the completed Immortus engine to give to his son, Tony, before he locks himself and the maker inside of the city for, I think it's 20 years. Is that right, Zach? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, or he, he locked, he locks them in, he locks himself and the maker in the city for an unspecified amount of time. And in the meantime, uh, a teenage Tony, not the one from the crossing, but a good one. Um, <laughs> I was about to make that joke. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Team, to Team Tony 2. <laughs> Electric Iron Boogaloo. Man Boogaloo. <laughs> um, he becomes Iron Lad, and together he and uh, Dr. Richards decide to uh, set the world right. 
their first move in Ultimate Universe number one is to free Thor uh, from his prison on Asgard, where he was framed for killing Odin. And Sif tags along because, like, she's she's doing that honor-bound obligation. Like, I have to watch the prisoner, but I'm okay with y'all doing anarchy shit on Earth. And um, eventually they try to free... They find Captain America in the ice, but he's still in the ice. Um, and they go to Maker's Castle in Latveria next to the city, where they find a bunch of uh, reliquaries containing kind of trophies, which are the catalysts that were supposed to give them their powers, the heroes that Maker stole their powers from. Um, but they only managed to get uh, the spider that Peter was supposed to be bitten by before um, they get attacked by, I guess, Captain Britain, who's French. They're all European, doesn't matter. Um, the Hulk, who I guess is like a monk in this universe, says, well, why don't we do a false flag? our writer really likes conspiracy theories. So let's just do like the big conspiracy theory and do a false flag terror attack in Manhattan. Um, on the middle of giant towers, what could go wrong there? Uh, so using a stark orbital platform, the Hulk blows up like a chunk of Manhattan Island, uh, killing chief among them, May Parker, uh, the Osbournes. And I think they mentioned, uh, Alex Pryor, who I believe is going to be the, I believe is Havoc in this universe, or would have been Havoc if, because uh, his last name is Pryor, and that's uh, Goblin Queen's last name, so. But anyways, Tony Stark's been framed as a mega-terrorist, and uh, that is where we pick off, or we pick up. All right, so I hope I hope that explanation wasn't confusing at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna, yeah. All right, so let's pull up the screen. Here we got 20 years ago, the maker prevented the radioactive spider from biting a young Peter Parker. He likewise prevented the creation of any other superheroes and formed that secret council to rule the world from the shadows. When Tony Stark learned the dark history of his universe, he sought to undo it, prompting Marvel's council, Maker's Council, to attack Manhattan, killing thousands and frame Stark for it. Peter has lived his life unaware of the Maker's Council or the truth behind the spider, but that is about to change. So Marco Cicchetto is the artist. Writer is Jonathan Hickman. Uh, the color artist is Matthew Wilson. V letterer is Corey Pettit. Cover artists were Cicchetto and Matthew Wilson. Bunch of variants on this first issue. Design is by Jay Bowen. The assistant editor is Michelle uh, Marchies. I think Marche. W w Marche, okay. Will Moss is the editor. Editor-in-chief is C.B. Sabolsky. Spider-Man created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. All right, so uh, we pick up to January. We got a disheveled Peter Parker um, who, if I had more hair, I could cosplay as with with some glasses. Listen, and, man, Party, uh, Party City's just down the road. You I know, right? Wig. I can get the wig. I should have got the wig, and I should have got some glasses. But anyway, so Peter's, Peter's getting dressed, puts on his wedding ring. Question mark. Uh, walks in and he's greeted by May, not Mayday Parker. And real quick, uh, can we talk about the fact that these kids got nothing from Peter? Like he, his, <laughs> historically, the, those redheaded jeans are strong. Like, like <laughs> there is you know nothing. What? There is there is no Parker blood in those kids. Like, like I don't know. I'm, I don't know if me and Kelly are going to talk about this on Make by Mayday when we ever we do inevitably record our next episode. But like. Uh, the the, the redheaded gene, like, yeah. I mean, they both have 
Mary Jane's eyes. They both are red. Like it's not the same color red, but it's like, yeah, yeah. That that's red where the Peter comes score. in. The Peter comes in because the hair color is slightly different. <laughs> and the powers. It, yeah. It's more strawberry. Get, they, it's more strawberry. Yeah. They get they get some hair and the powers, but everything else is all MJ. So uh, we got MJ, you know, talking about <laughs> the kids and MJ all look at Peter like, dude, you look like hell. And so <clears throat> Peter didn't sleep. We then cut to uh, Annie holding this spherical piece. Annie? And, Annie. I, I, May. May. It's May. I'm sorry. I just see redhead girl, and I think Annie May Parker, not May Parker. Um, she's, got, she's got she's got Peter's magic snow globe in her hands, and Peter's like, "Nah, give me. That's mine. That's not a toy." So then we get, uh, you know, J. Jonah Jameson yelling, "Parker, Parker!" And then Peter's like, "What's going on, Morden?" And it's not Peter Parker that he's yelling, like we normally are accustomed to. No, it is Ben Parker, the managing editor of. The Daily Bugle. So, bit of the main character of the book. <laughs> the unexpected main character of the book, I might say. Um, we uh, we then get um, a bit of witty banter between JJ, Peter, and Ben. Uh, JJ then puts a tie on because there's a memorial. Hang on, Zach. For... Zach, hang what? on. Let's not let's not do story time. Just do a recap because yeah. So um so we get a bit of a we get the memorial, we get Harry Osborne we're speaking at the memorial, we get Father Murdoch speaking at the memorial, so things that are fundamentally different. Eventually, uh there is a meeting between the board of directors and Jonah. Well, Jonah you forgot Quint. you forgot you forgot to point out that uh one of the guys who's there is one Harry Osborne without his uh without his drip, his waves are gone. Yeah, the wavy the wavy hair is not there. Sorry, Wayland just decides to kick things into the floor because he just that's what can. Uh, so sorry about the commotion. Anyway, so memorial ends. Jonah ends up quitting the bugle. Um, Robbie is a part of the board of directors. We learn. Uh, turns out the bugle is being bought by one Wilson Fisk, potentially Bullseye. Um, then there's a bit of a attack on Wilson Fisk via the Green Goblin. Um, we get Ben and Jonah trying to figure out their next um, their next steps, which is going to be coming up with a newspaper named The Truth. Uh, Peter, oh, is and... that what it's going to be called? <laughs> yes, that makes sense. And um, so. Peter's talking about or talking with Ben about how he feels restless, how he feels listless in life, that he feels like he's missing something in his life. So Peter, like he's been dreaming. And so Ben tells him to wake up later on. There's a conversation between MJ and Peter. Peter uh, then goes out. Basically, MJ says, look, you know, do what you got to do and uh, go get him, Tiger. So Peter goes outside. We see a flashback to the previous night where this box magic box uh, is it, it, yeah. it, it, a message comes out from teen tony going peter peter listen stop banging your hot wife join this <laughs> join the squad of crazy people join the schizo squad 
Yep. So the it turns out this uh this the spherical spherical orb by Teen Tony is a big old blob of black. Picotech. It's a Picotech stealth suit. Yeah. That's what it's called. And, isn't it? uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. And so there's also a radioactive spider that Peter willingly gets bitten by, and it is the be- end of the beginning. So he next wakes issue. Up. He wakes up. So, <clears throat> all right. So, um, oh, we got people in the uh, watching us via Twitch. We got Twitch. We got Twitch boys. What's up? We got a lot. We got a lot of people. We got a good good amount of people. Even Andrew. Hi, everybody. Andrew. Hello, everybody. So that is the that is essentially what happens in the issue. Uh, I didn't put all of it up there, but you, I highly encourage everybody to go read it in. Uh, yeah, pick it up. It's good. <laughs> it is a great book. Uh, they are about to do a second printing, so if it's not at your local comic shop, the second printing is coming. So I'm Valentine's sure, Day, uh, you, you can go pick it up. The uh, the I think it's highly successful launch, and so this is a bit of a like I say, it's a bit of a different um, bit of a different world here. Uh, Zach is shocked. A People bit, like look. No, it's wow. Just, <laughs> Oh, I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Walter. Um, but like I say, this I really enjoy this first issue. I, I, let me count the pages, though, because it's a little bit oversized. It's like 40. Is it a 40 page issue? Yeah. It's like, hang on. I think it's like 44? 40. Yeah, 44. Counting, you know, <laughs> count, counting double page spreads and. Um, not, not double page right credits page cover and yeah. uh back you know what i kind of appreciate is there's no big thing at the end like you just read the first issue of this new thing it's it's just like next issue <laughs> that's what yeah it, that's what it, I, we, we talked about i kind of wish we talked about it uh during books of x but they did a really similar thing during house and powers yeah they did where like they, where they didn't like hype up like wow isn't this book so yeah. awesome yeah. go pick up the next one it just says next issue everything for, dies yeah for all the and for all the ultimate stuff too you know i wonder it's like an I ad do, yeah but I, I do wonder if this like i wonder if this is going to like what the shelf life of this is because i like it but i wonder if this is going to be just like a big event you know and it'll be like well they've got like four other titles plan so i think yeah. it's gonna last for at least a couple of years yeah i mean i can see that but i i guess i it feels like because of you know the maker's machinations like it feels he's gonna, like he's gonna come he's gonna come out of the city eventually yeah it feels like it's yeah. all going to build like that's gonna be the big event is like oh everyone's gonna eventually team up to fight the maker or something i, I figure that's gonna be a year from now i think yeah. they're gonna they're gonna that's gonna be like the where the story slowly builds um like but each book or something is, or... yeah oh making war <laughs> instead of the reckoning war um it's a dance law reference yeah i know um so anyway uh but i look anyway so what do you, about the about this issue as i tilt my camera where'd adam go adam are you you want me to give my thoughts yeah yeah adam give your thoughts well, first no we just right. we brought you on here so you could listen to us um <laughs> 
Huh, there's a lot. I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. I, you know, what I think is cool is the change seems to be the big theme of the book. This yeah. is a different. This is a very different world than what we're used to. You know, people are gone. Some people. Some people are gone. Some people are still here. Um, Yeff are dead, so we're never going to see them. We no, we yeah. have Reed. We have Reed. So and. I, I think it's interesting because, you know, I sometimes think that the relatability factor of Peter Parker and Spider-Man is overblown, but I feel personally like this is just in this one issue, this is the most relatable Peter has been in like a long time because he doesn't feel fulfilled. And I think a lot of people... Zach, what are you doing now? Can I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the cover back up. Give me a second. I got it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people now can can find. Um, what was I? I just lost the word. But a, a lot of people find truth in that these days. Specifically, a lot of people feel kind of lost, like. They're not living up to their full potential. There's something missing. Um, and I just think it's perfectly showcased through Peter's thoughts throughout the whole book. And I like, I don't know, I like the destiny aspect. Like, you know, your destiny has been robbed from you. Your future has been taken from you. Uh, I like Uncle Ben and Mary Jane kind of steering him in the right direction i feel like you know whenever someone has a big decision to make it's nice to have someone to talk to about it to um reassure you that you're doing the right thing that you're making the right choice and uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very it's a very emotional issue in unexpected places. Uh, thinking... I was shocked. I was shocked by the maturity of Peter and MJ's discussion. Like when, yeah. whenever whenever I see people talk about um, like what they would do if they brought back the marriage or how to fix ASM, historically is just oh we'll bring back the marriage and I don't really think much further than that. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting was that for one thing, Peter's and MJ's marriage is kind of just like an afterthought. Hickman's like, okay, he's married. Fine. Let me talk about Jonah and Ben. I want to talk okay. about those two guys. Um, yeah. But like the, the maturity that Peter and MJ have during their conversation was very palpable to me. Like it felt mm-hmm. like a conversation a real married couple would have and not yeah. just like a comic book couple, yeah. which I think there's a distinct difference. And it's like, it. and it's also because it's like, I finally read it today. I was holding off. I was like, all right, like I I was waiting for the right moment. I kind of heard all these spoilers, but you know, it's, it's about the journey sometimes, you know, like how does this play out? Mm -hmm. Um, So there weren't really a lot of surprises, but it was, but you know, like I said, it gets, it gets emotional throughout just like with, I guess it's the strength of how the characters are written and I, you know, I'm thinking back on on stuff and like rereading just little passages again before we record. And it's like, it's like, wow, that that actually it actually it hits harder reading it again for me and, and just thinking about it. Like, 
you know, Peter's talking to Mary Jane about, I, I need to change. And she's like, well, is this going to affect us at all? And he says, never. And she's like, well, go do it. <laughs> and it's just like, damn. You kind of touched upon it, Adam, but I love the idea of like, this is essentially like a Gen Z powered fantasy. Um, I'd say, I'd, well, millennial millennial gens it's it's in the you know i i, I think 30, i think he's 35 he's you, you 35. want you he's want so bad for it to be gen z but i i yeah. I, I think it's more millennial. it can be both it can be this both is, this is me Most... and zach. yeah it can be both but this is like me and you know he's me and zach's age so that's yeah. true i'm mostly thinking about it from the lens of um when you look at ultimate invasion broadly i have that kind of perspective because i read ultimate invasion and ultimate universe that ultimately um hickman's ultimate invasion is a kind of not only say a cautionary tale in the same way that his x-men run is but more of a i hesitate to say manifesto but the politics of ultimate invasion kind of dictate it that like the the, a handful of people have consolidated power and uh kind of turned off the tap for anybody else there's no random variables allowed so that they can continue to be wealthy and powerful instead of helping to save the world and um the the ending of ultimate spider-man you'll notice that for a for a lot of the book the colors are very dark and cold but the minute peter lets that spider bite him the the last page is like very warm it's got lots of yellows and oranges mm. against that concrete and it's like that that moment where peter's allowed to reclaim his power and do something sure. and 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 finally get the change he's been he feels like he's been missing his whole life i don't want to say it's it made me it didn't make me cry but it's a very powerful moment when you kind of step back and analyze why that page works so well it is essentially but it's man, also it's it's like it's like the sun is rising and it, it yeah. is the beginning of a new day that's what i was saying um, yeah I, I agree with you on that I, and the, the color palette's kind of similar in the in, with the um conversation between ben and and, and jonah the yellow hues and and because and it, it's really their rebirth uh i it's, really it's right, like it's right it's yeah, righteous it, power it's, it's righteous all power. the issue yeah. is just all about change like you know there's change of the daily bugle and Jonah's gonna Jonah and Ben are gonna go and do their own thing you know they need a change like they're gonna do it right this time or at least try to you know it's it's very interesting I, I was kind of I kind of mentioned the idea that like the makers council who I guess also kind of includes Kingpin now because he's controlling the narrative of what happened during the Stark attack yeah, that's that's the, the idea, reason he's buying the bugle. Yeah, right? you'll you'll notice that you, you mentioned like the idea we've kind of crossed the streams of like my theory of like how power is consolidated versus like you know a, a, the way Uncle Ben and Jonah are framed. It's it's autocratic power versus righteous power. That yeah. Uncle, Uncle Ben and Jonah have the power to enact change for the betterment of society to quote the joker um whereas <laughs> and george bigger... costanza <laughs> i hope you guys aren't really doing this <laughs> um, whereas uh the maker's power is autocratic but not for any real reason it's simply for power's sake that wealth isn't going towards anything simply it's to consolidate and hold on to it whereas peter's is to help inspire others and lift them up 
Sure. Yeah. It, it is it, it is essentially a millennial story. You, you are correct yeah. that it, well, it is millennial. It's Gen's. It, it's both. But I've, 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 I have seen a lot of people in their 20s. I, I think that's the power of it is that it's, um, saying, it, yeah. is that it is that it crosses generational gaps. Like I've seen a lot of people in their 20s and 30s talk about how the idea of something missing in their lives and getting a chance to take it back. Yeah is is kind of cross-generational and is that's why so many people across those age ranges are resonating with the character i think like i said this is the you know you want to talk about peter parker and relatability i think just this issue is it's it's the most relatable he's been over the past what three years oh you know eh, it depends on I, I kind of view spencer's peter as being relatable in a very superficial sense there's not really sure a theme to, to his relatability, but this one feels like there's a sincerity to why Peter yeah. feels uh, lesser and the spider bite and Tony's message of like, I'm coming, I'm coming in six months and I want you to join right. me to make things right. There's, there's coming a in the next arc <laughs> six months. <laughs> um, th- there's a, there's a sincerity to that relatability and not just like, Oh, I, I do the funny ha ha and I bang the redhead. Yeah. Cause I think, well, that's the thing. Like the way, the way the world is right now, it's a lot of people feel like, you know, they, they feel, they feel like something's missing. They feel like they should be, they want more or they need to be doing they should be, more. They feel like they, they feel like they should be further along in their life than they are. Yeah. Yeah, they want more than what they currently have, just based on a feeling of, well, I'm working so hard. Like, why isn't this happening to me? You know, like, and why Radi- am I not fulfilled? And Radiac brings up a good point in, in that technically 6160 Peter is technically living a very ideal life. Yeah, but it's but it's not the life he's made for. Like it, he's happy with MJ. We want to. I kind of want to bring that across is that he's he's not unhappy yeah. with his life, but he knows there's something missing, and he needs that. He he needs to be. I kind of. I guess given his agency back by Tony to kind of um, rock the boat in a way that lets him stay a family man, but also be himself. And and Radiac kind of brought that up. Um. Yeah, yeah. He, we're we're kind of in the all about it's it's millennials and Gen Z that and and feeling kind of adrift because even though he's got a job, he's got a family, his purpose is missing, and this is what gives it to him. And that's why I think the idea of um, Peter not actually having the Spider-Man costume for the first couple of issues is a cool idea in theory. I'm not sure how it's going to be in practice. But I like the idea, like we saw it with like the the variant covers, like it transforms into the Ben Riley suit, the black suit, and the twenty ninety nine suit. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Get, it lets him choose what he wants to be. Right. Yeah. I like the. I actually kind of like the all black with the eyes. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a great piece yeah. of imagery. You could just and, and, like. You could just put like the spider on the front and back and call it a day there, and I'd probably be fine with that. <laughs> And Exiles, Exiles, you're you're correct in our phrasing that he says he sh- himself should be more, not that he needs more. Yeah. And I think there's a fundamental difference in how that is phrased. So thank you for correcting us on that. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. 
we'll try and correct a course on that. Um, I, I liked Ben and Jonah. My only negative for this issue is that like it feels like there's a lot of setup. My two and dads. It's, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> I mean, you saw that picture of them in the steam room from next issue. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> Listen, May's not dead, so it's not Brokeback Mountain just yet. <laughs> it's only Brokeback Mountain when there's infidelity. It is interesting that Ben is, like, very... He's kind of not that warm, I would say. He's a little... He's not cold, but he's, like, His, kind his of, wife got blown up. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I, I just mean, like, toward Peter and... Like, he, he loves Peter, obviously, but he's, like, very... And he says, like, oh, May was better with the emotional stuff or whatever. He's, he's more he's more of, like, a... I don't want to say tough love father figure, but yeah. he's much more uh, stone-cold bastion he's of, a little, right, of righteous... A little uh, more stern. A little more stern, maybe. Which I'm fine with. I, I think that... Yeah. They do mention that Peter in this universe moved in with Ant-Man and Uncle Ben, like, when he was 15. Yeah. So they they didn't have Peter to raise as their own since right. he was like three. Yeah. So it makes sense, I think, why uh, why he doesn't have that same fatherly warmth for Peter that he does in six one six. I'm not uh, I'm not doing jackpot again. I already <laughs> I wrote a whole I wrote a whole ass essay on jackpot. I'm not going back again. <laughs> Who, who's asking about jackpot? Walter was asking for that show to be an in-depth review of jackpot. Because listen, okay, listen, uh, okay. I made that joke because it, I had a obvious um, YouTube short that did pretty well. I, I have no desire to do a deep dive of that single issue. Like, to me, what what so. Let me put it this way. If you guys want to see me go in depth on Jackpot, I usually I don't say like go to a Patreon and sub. But if you if you really want to hear like in depth thoughts on my thoughts on Jackpot and why I think it is kind of ultimately the culmination of the heat death of comics as a medium, um, go to the crawl space and listen to the Patreon episode where we talk about Jackpot. Um, what were you about to ask me, Zach? I'm sorry, you muted. Or uh, yeah, no, I, I I was gonna say, give me your overall thoughts on this on this book. It was on Ultimate or Jackpot. This book, not that book. This okay. book, the book we have up on screen. Okay. Um, great start that I think is actually really enhanced by like you don't you don't need Ultimate Innovation Ultimate Universe to get into it, but I think it enhances the story and kind of plays into the cosmic destiny reclamation of power theme. Um, so I would recommend buying this if you can. Sorry. I thought that was going to be more than that, but okay. Oh, you asked for my thought from like my thoughts on it. Or no, like, like I, I figured there was going to be so, so you, you, you grew up on ultimate Spider-Man. If kind I recall. Of. Right. Kind you of, went yeah. back and read it. That was one of the first things you went back and read after because you started during brand new day, right? Yeah, my my main books were ASM and kind of Spider Girl, and then when I got aware of the wider Marvel universe and like what different imprints were, I went back and reread Ultimate. See, I'm I'm one of those. I started with Ultimate a little late. I didn't start with issue one, but I got the first book I got 
was issue eight. Issue nine had sold out at my comic shop, but starting with issue 10 all the way forward, I got ultimate. I like it fine because it's an alternate universe. And I, I it, you know, I, I don't get into the whole, they were trying to replace it with the Marvel universe. And that may have been true to a certain point, probably with Jameis in charge. But over time, obviously the imprint got so unwieldy, wieldy with its own continuity. And edgy, I, like over overly edgy and trigger. The ultimatum and, and when Jeff Loeb got involved, everything went to shit. I'm sorry. It did. Um, I, okay, it, my, my, my controversial thesis is that aside from Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate kind of was a disaster waiting to happen. Because, and, and not to be like, you know, the, the Mark Millar bad guy, but Mark Millar is kind of ultimately like the um, epitome of like someone you shouldn't give an entire line of comics to and see what he can do with them because ultimately he'll make the edgiest schlock available. And um, like the way, the way he treats characters like Wolverine who does things that I dare not repeat on this show, lest we get demonetized for hate speech. Um, and then like, like, like I said, the way he treats Ant-Man, the way he treats Wasp, like the way he treats almost every character is like, what if I just made them edgy? And what if I made them the most unlikable people in the universe? And, and to be frank, there is only so far you can go with unlikable characters because none of these characters go through an arc to become more likable. They just remain unlikable until they die. Well, visually, I think the ultimate universe is important because it, a lot of the designs, you know, a lot of the core of it, visually speaking with Brian Hitch get brought forth to the mcu but yeah, outside it, of that that's it and frankly i don't think you need the ultimate universe to inform the design language of the mcu at, at some point the mcu just becomes essentially military fiction and you can do that without the ultimates ultimate just ultimates just kind of helps you it's like it's like the walker you get when you break your leg it it you can probably walk without it but it kind of helps inform the process um, well, I mean, things like Nick Fury being black, the changes that they made, ultimately being based on Samuel L. Jackson's likeness, um, those were things that were brought forth. I mean, the chicken, the, the egg came before the chicken, right? Uh, but what I like is that there is a subtle connection to the previous Ultimate Universe, but it's not important. It's it's barely even there. Like it's just the maker, right? But without the make, I mean, I mean, I like the fact that there is at least a tie to the original Ultimate Universe for me personally. Um, I think it, I, I think it works. I my question is like, why did they drop? Uh, like you know, I mentioned earlier the maker had gone to Earth sixteen ten, and then for whatever reason he's back in like he's naked in his magic cube box that the Illuminati trapped him in, and I'm trying to figure out like what happened in between then in between Venom number 27 ultimate invasion number one did donny case get hit by a car in earth 616 and um that's where the makers did the maker hit donny case with the car or i mean i remember he brought it back because i remember seeing like bagley draw like ultimate peter parker 
being with the Ultimates, which was always the end game. That was Bendis. That was in that, uh, Sp- that, that was Spider Man Two. Oh, was that in Spider Man Two? Okay, I couldn't remember if that was Kate yeah. or because I think six six one six miles went to sixteen ten to work with sixteen ten Kingpin, and then the Ultimates were there, and I guess everything was a happy ending. But then in Venom Venom number twenty seven, Maker goes to sixteen ten, everything's in ruin. And I'm wondering if like originally the plan was for Kate's to. Um, do a what did Peter do of the Earth 1610 and like fill in the gaps and then like he had his accident and they just gave it to Hickman because they didn't want him going over to DC for his Legion of Superheroes pitch. Well, I mean, look, I you know, I can't, again, I can't speak to that. But what I can say is I feel like this does a really good job of making Peter feel like an everyman. And somebody brought, I think it was Radiac, that brought up the whole preordestined thing. The good thing when you're imp- doing an imprint such as this and doing a story such as this is you can take the best things and um and and get the and take the best things, add them in there, and then you don't got to worry about any of the other fluff. The similarities. Oh, sorry. I have the similarities that I think are occurring with the thing that I liked about the original Bendis run, the the original, um, this one, uh, power and responsibility trait I have, um, is that Uncle Ben got to be a character, not a plot device. Sure. Yeah. And he is here, he is kind of he is kind of a prop in Earth Six One Six. He, he is. I mean, he, he's he's merely a plot. Well, you know, he's not a character. It's a ten-page story. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good he's a good prop, but he's a prop yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, ha- that happened that happened to unfortunately get tacked onto a sixty-year-old character who will never stop writing right. him up. <laughs> I mean, so by by taking the time that they did in 2000, they allowed people to, it to be impactful that Ben Riley or Ben Riley, <laughs> Ben Parker's death is even more impactful. And here, the plot twist of May being dead, which you guys know how I feel about Aunt May. Um, I don't like Aunt May generally. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> so, Uncle Ben being alive, I think, is a really interesting dynamic. I like the scenes with Jonah and Ben. I mean, you joke that he was kind of the star of the issue, but it's like, oh, it's refreshing to see Ben Ben Parker that's not, like, jaded, that's not hiding in a bunker, that's not, you know, a homicidal clone or a a homicidal uh, uh, doppelganger. (laughs) You know, like... Like we've seen Ben Parker over the years, and it's um, it it's interesting to me that they chose to, to keep him alive here, and I really like the fact that him and Jonah have this relationship, and Jonah, um, I think, kind of treats Peter like a like a bit of a mentor. 
you know. Yeah, I like I like that like Uncle Ben isn't Peter's it's, surrogate father because Peter already had a dad. Uncle Ben doesn't yeah. try to be dad to uh trouble. I like the, what's I I like the fact that he was brought to May and, and Ben, you know. 20 years beforehand and it was a, he was a teenager he's not a he's not a baby so they weren't like you say raise raising him he was already raised by richard and mary and i i wanted to bring this up that um i was talking about this on the crawl space discord that uncle ben has kind of transcended from kind of informing peter's moral framework to kind of becoming Peter's moral framework. Every, t- every time yeah. Peter has a dilemma now in 616, just what would Uncle Ben say? And then he just does what Uncle Ben would do. Uncle Ben is his Jesus. WWBD, what would Ben do? Peter has a come to Ben moment. But I like in this universe that Peter already has sort of a moral framework established because he wasn't raised by uncle ben so peter's kind of he's able to come to uncle ben for advice like in in the like i'm i feel like i'm missing something that's part of me and uncle ben's able to kind of give him what he needs to make that choice but it doesn't um it's it doesn't he has to go through like his wife and get his assurances that she'll be okay with it before he can do it and i like that like I said, this feels much more like a married. Um, this feels much more like like a married man who has to like, who chooses to make decisions with his spouse's uh, opinion before he just makes them unilaterally. Which, unfortunately, in in some people's fan fiction, like Peter would just do something and MJ would be totally okay with it. No, I like that Peter goes to MJ first and talks to her, and she has some reservations about it because she's worried it will impact what they have. But ultimately, she supports him. I appreciated that. Yeah, to me, like you say, it's it's it felt authentic. Uh, MJ, the the you know, I, I that I son is hear. dying. That son is dying. By the way, I'm calling it. <laughs> no, uh I honestly I'll I'll tell you what I think. I think Harry kills Uncle Ben. Oh, oh like as, like as That's Peter like think. as Peter as Peter gets too close to the or as he gets too close to the truth about the Stark so. thing. Yeah. I think that's oh. what's going to happen. I didn't think I I don't know. I feel like this I feel like they gave Jonah and Ben too much to do before kind of knocking them off, but Why well, don't they I I think it might I don't know if it'll be this arc. We don't well, yeah, cuz we don't really you know what it might be? It so I I think that like because we know we have an Ultimates title on the way. The guy who wrote Twentieth Century Men is writing it, and I yeah. think that potentially um, whatever happens in Ultimate in Ultimate Spider Man will impact his decision not to join the Ultimates. I don't think he'll join the Ultimates. I think he will be a this I'm doing things my way kind of guy sure. because yeah. that's what Hickman has given him. Sort of, sort of a, a way to make his own identity, and I don't think he would just join the Ultimates simply so he could be a, a soldier in some time war. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I think the, um, I, I, I think it's going to be again. I, I we haven't talked about it yet, but Chichetto's artwork I think is stunning throughout the entire book. Um, I. I liked Chichetto as far back as when he was introduced during Brand New Day with oh, the first Punisher art. stuff. No, that was before the Punisher stuff. 
Oh, I'm thinking he, of like I'm thinking, think... I'm thinking of the Punisher one before. Uh, yeah, Grant, he did. We're all new. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, that it's around that era. But oh, I'm he, thinking, he, was he Grim Hunt? He did part of Grim Hunt. He did, um, but he did the the reappearance of Kane, the first appearance of Kane in uh, during Brand New Day, during the whole uh, Who Has Been Riley storyline. Okay. So it was just after 600. It was like 610 to 612, I think. And I loved his his work on Spidey. And he also did... Um, oh, he did he Superior did Team the, Up, right? He did do Superior parts of Superior Team Up. He did the issue with, with Kang and uh, uh, Otto fighting each other, um, which was a lot of fun. So... I think he did. I think he did. He, I think he was the main artist because I know he did the. I know he did the stuff with, um, with Kane and, and Otto, but I think he also did like the Sun Girl and the Superior Six stuff. Yeah, he, he did. He did several issues, but I, I, I distinctly remember the uh, an Ultimate Team. Yeah, Superior Team Up. Yeah, he was one of the. He was one of the artists. I think there was like three or four. In fact, Ron Friends did like a two issue arc. That was yeah, he really did like good. the la- He did like the last arc before Superior ended, where like Norman just gives Otto's girlfriend HIV or something. That was funny. Well, and, and which was honestly a deep cut because um, Otto's girlfriend got H. Like we found out that it, the the woman he that he first fell in love with got HIV in his origin issue in, in Spider Man Unlimited number three. Oh yeah, and uh, he was. The whole crux of that issue was he was trying to find a cure for HIV so he could save his the the woman that he first met at the research facility. But, be, right but because but because Marvel has to be the world outside your window, we can't have a cure for HIV. It's a, it's a great issue written by Tom DeFalco. Ron Lim was the artist on the, on that. It was great. It's a great book. You need like go go find it in your in your dollar bin. Um, that is definitely a, a book worth worth getting. But digressing I, I think the artwork is great i think the story is interesting and intriguing and i i i want to stress this and you and i've talked about this deal this is another flavor of ice cream if you want this to replace um your your asm pool it's not gonna replace it's not gonna replace amazing it's not gonna it's not editorially amazing is gonna continue being amazing and doing its thing and this is gonna be able to do its thing nick lowe's not in charge this is the avengers if if you like jen mckay's avengers and how it's edited you'll probably like this book if you haven't read it it's under the same editor editorial uh purview um so like we're going to eat good. We're going to have this. We're about to have spectacular Spider-Man. We got Demetrius coming back for a mini series. Uh, you know, outside of, outside ASM, we're going to be eating good. And the web of Spider-Man thing looks interesting. I, I am interested to see what, what that entails in March. So. Oh, that's not just like, isn't that just like a one shot to prep people for, um, like, it's sort of like, uh, you know that one shot they do whenever they wind line wide the point one. It's it's like yeah, the, the point one launch just um, for the Spider Man line, but for Spider Man line, yeah. And it's not going to be the free comic book day issue, although I think that it may tie into it. So, I don't think so. 
somebody asked me earlier uh, on that other stream uh, with Crawlspace. I was in the comments if, if I was going to be reading that Ben and Kane story. I'm like, yes, we will be covering it probably here. So um, if it's Greg Land, oh boy, uh, things I'm not excited about. Uh, we'll see it. We'll see how well it's written. You know, but like I say, this book, it's a good book. It's a really good book. It's a, it's a solid start. I, I think my, our buddy JR didn't think it, he gave it an eye for incomplete because he was waiting for the story to start. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's my one flaw with this book is that it, it does feel a little setup ish, which if, if you have read a Hickman book before, you'll get used to the feeling. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to life of a Hickman fan where you're just getting set up for like 90% of the run. And then the last 10% is payoff. If you get the yeah. payoff, that's why we'll see. That's why I'm just thinking like, you know, cause obviously this isn't going to replace ASM. And you know, if, if it's a lot of setup, I feel like it is going to be like, I feel bad right. for Adam because he keeps it's getting to be, <laughs> it's going to be just this big event you know what I mean? And it's going to have a limited, it's going to be, it's going to ride high, but it's going to burn really brightly, but it's going to just be kind of maybe. There we it's go. We'll, own, Adam, like, we'll make Adam big. It's, it's yeah. going to have just this beginning, middle, end that lasts like two or three years, which I'm fine with, honestly. That's like, 36 I, issues. That's a decent yeah, No, that's, no, that's great. Like, I, I'd love that. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just, I wonder, like, I just wonder or, about or, it, you know, like. Or, or also, they'll, relaun they'll relaunch in a year from now and they'll do a shiny new number one January of next year. And then, you know, we'll do it again. Something um, but... I want to point out is do, do not expect this to outlive the shelf life of the Ultimate Universe writ large. Like this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like this isn't this getting 100 issues, I don't think. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm not, I meant like the Ultimate Universe that it's part of. Like if, if Ultimates flops or Ultimate Black Panther, Ultimate X Men don't like last long do not expect a, do not expect ultimate spider-man to last much longer past that mm. because yeah, sure. th because they're really riding on this being in kind of an interconnected universe where plot points from one book tend to impact the rest once ultimates comes into the picture um so if you guys want this to succeed buy this book for one thing but also think about looking at the others like i i've made a commitment when they were announced that i was going to check out ultimate black panther and once Ultimates gets solicited and revealed, like officially solicited, because the writer already said he's doing it. Yeah. But um, once it gets solicited, I've already told my comic shop, can you put me on there for polls when it comes out? Because ultimately, giving the company what we want, or giving the company money for what we want, is going to be paramount to making sure this succeeds and getting more adventures. Yeah. And look, I think the, the element for me that i think um people need to understand marvel is committed to what they've been doing for the last almost 18 years now um jesus christ yeah yeah it's not going to change anytime soon i i know people wanted to change and we were hoping for change with spencer and i get that and i look uh I read this week's gang war issue. We'll cover it next week on, on, on yes. our, at our normal at our normal time. Um, Man, that one was probably the most decompressed issue I've read in a long time. Of amazing. Um, so, just to give people a heads up, I, I I'm not hating on gang war. I don't don't misunderstand. 
but it, 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 this was definitely a breath of fresh air. And then learning what we learned in the, in the last episode with the Wiseman interview, I'm really looking forward to the miles Peter dynamic and how um, they released a trailer and it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. The trailers, on, you can go to this front page of spidey-do.com. It's towards the very top of the page. Um, and you can watch the it's the it, the press releases there, and we have the I have the trailer embedded into the uh, into the post, so you can go check that out. So, um, for those that read it in the comments section, let us know how what you think. Um, I don't think we're gonna get a Paul tonight. So, yeah, I think he's not here. Hey, we got a new subscriber. Um, hello. Was that so subscribe to the channel? I just wanted to say, you know, I, I was thinking about it. It's like, oh, yeah, this is set up. And well, it's the first issue, you know, but it also feels it does feel like the first episode of a new TV show, you know, like mm, in the prestige, yeah. like in this prestige format or the syndicated. Uh, I'd say prestige. Yeah, no, okay. this like this is like an HBO show, you know, like, oh, like here's Peter Parker. Here's his daily life. And he's got a well, loving well, family. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> And Exiles, um. is correct. Thir- <laughs> Exiles is correct. 30 issues is kind of what we should be wanting from it. I don't, yeah. I think it's probably going to last at least a year, maybe more. I think considering how well it sold out, because it sold out at, like, yeah. the, at, the, at the store level and not just at the distributor level. Um. Really, just, just a seven. Um, what, what, real quick, do we ever do grades? I don't think yeah, we haven't done grades yet. So let's, let's do our grades uh, really quick. Uh, Neil, hang on. Before you do that, let me get into my into my little folder. Okay. <laughs> Neil, Neil's grade. What is it? A minus. Hey, I don't have to change anything. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, where is Adam? Adam, your grade. A. A minus. Despite despite one. Uh, word like near the end. There's a word missed. <laughs> there's a thing when Tony's like the Tony recording is talking to Peter and like someone forgot to like Hickman forgot to write a word, but that's okay. Uh, oh. It's a common mistake. But also a uh, little trivia fact: my birthday is in this issue twice. Yo, nice. let's go. Let's go. Uh, my grade. yeah, it's an A. It's an A. It's a. Uh, it's nice. I'm looking forward to more. My grade is an A, so that is my grade for the issue. I do um, think I do think a lot of your mileage will come from uh, how much setup you can take, but also right. um, it's a lot of character building, though. Like I think we were talking about that uh, on the comic binge, maybe like after the show. Like we were telling Nico about it. Like it's like oh, there's a lot of not a lot of action, very character focused, setting things up. Yeah. Neil, do you, have, do you have hobbies thing? I'm trying to look for it on my computer. I don't know where. I put oh it. yeah, we got to do hobbies oh. thing. Let me pull it up in Gmail. So I actually wanted to bring up a, a theory that Tyler, aka Symbio Bro, and I have been kind of bouncing around, um, and that is the idea that the, that the Pico Tech suit that Peter uses is it got from Tony is going to be the Venom symbiote. Uh oh. <laughs> because you'll notice that that the way the suit is formed before it gets on him is like a it's like a really solid ball like a really small black ball and you'll notice that's how the suit first appeared or the symbiote first appeared 
when Peter summoned it in Secret Wars in the machine. Okay. Hang on, it's uploading. It, it's downloading to my computer. Okay, hang on. Uh, I, I might be able to airdrop it. <clears throat> I've already got it. Or are you just airdropping found... it to yourself? Yeah, I'm airdropping it to myself. I'm airdropping it from my phone to my to my Mac. So give it give us just a second. We uh so Hobby couldn't be on the episode tonight. Hell. And so he has to work. He has to, work. to you know save lives, you know. Uh be be a dispatcher, make sure people are, you know, getting getting the ambulances and police officers to the right spot. All right, so all right, Neil, this comment on screen here, like, oh, our, our yeah, go ahead and read that out loud for for our, for our audio. Fanta listeners. Fantastic issue has completed only on USM. I also do have to wonder if a lot of the opinion on this book, a lot of the opinions on this book are as high as they are because ASM just hasn't been very good for a long time. I think that is part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think part of it. Is, I think I think if you're like me and you get your um, reading from. Uh, can I not add it in video clips? Is this too? Is it too uh, because long? it's a it, it it no? It's because it's in uh, MOV. I got it. I'm gonna convert it with the uh, media encoder. Hang on. Okay. Had, um, I, had I known had I known that I would have. Damn. Okay. Um. I I think if you're like me and you get your kicks out of cosmic bullshit, um, <laughs> you'll enjoy it a bit more because you have the knowledge of ultimate invasion and ultimate universe going into it. And if you enjoy the maker, you'll probably enjoy it too. Um, especially if you like long-term mystery plot. Well, not really a mystery, but like you're interested in seeing where the story will go. Um, I do think that a lot of fans are disgruntled with how ASM is currently over the past couple years. So, you know, like Peter, they feel like something's missing and they don't know what it is. And I think this is just scratching the itch for people. I think they, you know, I think people ultimately want a change in Spider-Man and, you know, like the issue, like the theme of this issue. And I think, I think the issue is giving people an alternative that's different, that is, is going to fill that void and give people something to, that they're not expecting that they can look forward to, I guess. Yeah. So while we're waiting on that to uh, encode just a minute, give us some more comments, guys. Um, said Parker Luck, Matt Bird, just read this last Wednesday morning and I r r really enjoyed it quite a lot. He gave it an A. Um, anybody else read it? Throw us your, throw us your comments in there and I'll, I'll remove my grade. We love reading your comments. We read all comments. We do read every bit of the comments. Now, do they always go up on screen? That'd be no. No. But, but we do try. Uh, we do read them all. We do try. I to did want to. I did want to say it was interesting that uh, I was talking about how you know Uncle Ben. He's a little more stern, a little, you know, he's not Rigid. quite as warm. But there's a there's a reason for that, and he's he's still like you know loves Peter and everything. But it's it's a it's a different relationship, and it it's interesting how Jonah is like. You know, he's kind of living up to the the Jolly Jonah nickname in this. He's a little more toward Peter. He seems a little more. He's like um, a father figure to Peter. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 
like, like I said, my two dads. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was kind of joking that this is, um, <laughs> this is going to be Brokeback Mountain, but with old people. Um, it's like, are people, it? are people shipping this already? Yes, let us, they let are. us know. <laughs> oh no. Why? Why are we? No. Because old, because old man Yowie sells. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Have you been to Japan? <laughs> no, I have not. I so I I, oh. I cannot. Oh, that's hilarious. Sorry, I, I've got the game on, which is why I think Paul's not on the episode. Don't right now. don't sh don't show Zach uh, the Crunchyroll top recommended for women. And uh, <clears throat> wow. Uh, I don't care. Oh, you, know what I, you know what I just realized? You know how I made the connection that like the, the suit might be the Venom symbiote? I Why? think I think the I think that a son might become Venom. Oh no. <laughs> Eddie Brock to Venom Boogaloo. <laughs> <Eat> people Boogaloo. <laughs> Exiles says, I love uh he loves how Peter doesn't need to learn that with great power there must also come great responsibility because he already has great responsibility he just never had the power and that's actually a pretty neat twist on like how generally people try to subvert spider-man with like the all the power none of the responsibility stuff mm -hmm. like that's what they ran with with, with uh kane that was like literally kane's yeah, yeah, yeah. uh tagline yeah and then they try to do something similar with Otto, but it's kind of a neat little twist on that this peter is all responsibility no power until well, no, I don't actually know Radiac. That's just me making a very educated guess off of visual cues. Yeah, it's possible they did. I mean, I, I feel, I feel like the variant covers for this showing uh, the twenty nine nine suit, the Ben suit, and the the black suit. I think my theory was, you know, people were like, "Oh, is this?" Does this have anything to do with anything? Is it going to be Hickman multiverse shenanigans? Is it going to be able to like you know, <laughs> you know, time, you know, reality jump or like somehow summon the, the quantum leap? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just thought it's oh, it's just a you know cute cool thing to do for this new Spider-Man number one. No, like, no, put, Zach, I already told the, Radiac uh, that like I don't know. I'm just making an educated guess. Just oh, you know, okay. put put like put three of the most popular suits as variants for the cover of this new spider-man number one but you never know like the maybe neil is on to something with the the his his stealth suit being the symbiote i guess we shall see i've been i've been joking that the sun is gonna die because like obviously hickman's got him waxing poetic reading <laughs> tale of two cities and, right you know that well see that's why i don't know i just i still i don't know about killing i don't think i that's the thing something's, about something's gonna happen to that kid. He's I too ginger to live. I don't think I don't think you kill the kids. I think you kill Uncle Ben, and then you know someone's it's, dying it's full, for Peter's full man circle, pain. It's it's full circle. It, hopefully, it's not Mary Jane because that just sucks. And well, that would be we that would be hilarious because like everyone made a huge deal out of like OMG guys, marriage coming back, and then like immediately God, she would... dies like six issues in. If this isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face. <laughs> If this is the biggest get moment of my life. Hang on, guys. I'm I'm still trying to get this thing to work. Hey, what if I just put it up to, what if I just put my phone up to it and played it from there? 
Um, here I'll pull it up on my on my on my uh, tablet, and then you probably have better sound on that thing than I do. Yeah, because it's gonna have surround sound. So we pull it up on the tablet. Um, also, I th <clears throat> I think I brought it up earlier, but I really do appreciate how um, Hickman doesn't like make a big deal out of Peter and MJ being married. He's just kind of like, okay, they're married, move along. Don't think too hard about it. Yeah, I don't think you need to make a big deal about it. That is a good, a and good that's, thing. And that's here. part of why I think Renew Your Vows kind of flopped after the first issue. Not, I think part of it was also because they just wanted Peter to be a family man with kids who didn't have powers, and his wife didn't have powers. But I think yeah. part of it is, I think part of it is also that like they kind of beat you over the head with like, "Wow, aren't we so great married? We're so great when we're married. We're so great together, guys. Aren't we so awesome? Wow." Um, I mean, I I still liked the first year of that book but i didn't after the time skip i didn't keep reading just cause... i liked it I'm, I'm just saying that like part of there wasn't a lot of substance of the book other than look guys the marriage is back aren't you happy by the book i mean the art was great stegman's That's art true. was was really great at that time that it was that was very refreshing it was like say. it was it was like pre in it was post injured hand yeah pre being overworked on venom <laughs> So I'm going to download it, and I think I'll be able to play it through the Roadcaster. So we'll see. I can do it via Bluetooth. So continue talking. Just give me a heads up. Um, but yeah, Tam I, I, be I, a I, canon I, event, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like... What did you guys think of... Do you think Fisk is part of the Maker's Council deliberately, or is he just an asshole for, for the sake of being evil? Uh, I'm gonna go I mean, toward the latter, just to kind of keep it more Spider-Man centric. Like not you not know? every not everything is tied to the maker. Yeah, I'll I'll do I'll say that. For I now. think I think Harry is tied to the maker stuff though, because if you look closely on the number two cover, his armor has like a Stark stain, uh bathworks emblem on it i think or... you can see that in the there's a splash page of of him in this issue and i think you can see that on there too yeah so i i think that he, even if harry isn't like tied into the maker's subplot there's parts of his origins that are tied into the stark uh terror attack thing i was the game over zach is that why you're texting him yeah the game also, I gotta, I gotta say, so I redeemed the digital code in this issue for uh, Marvel Unlimited. The web, the the unlimited comic version sucks. Just putting that out there. Yeah, I've been noticing that, like, when I'm using the guided view and lately, because uh, I've been doing a read through of ASM and I'm doing ASM and Spectacular. I did not read Marvel Team Up, Paul. I already know you should read Marvel Team Up. I don't care about Marvel Team Up. Marvel Team Up sucks. Well, that's Suck just like a fourth. That's like the fourth Spider-Man book, though. It was the third <laughs> until Web of Spider-Man came out. It, Web of Spider-Man replaces Ult, uh, Marvel Team Up. But Hang then on. I got to go back uh, and read uh, almost a hundred issues. Adam, where on where on that spot? I'm I'm on the splash page. I think you're talking about it's uh, page twenty-five in digital. Where's the emblem? Because I think it's I, there's like a serial number on. Oh, there it is. I thought it was just like a barcode on there. Yeah, Osborne Stark Mark IV. Yeah. Yep, that one. Yep. George George made a comment about this being like the Raimi Goblin, but better, and I kind of agree with him. It it does remind me a lot of the Goblin armor from that movie, it does. but with but with sure. more purple. I think the yeah. purple added on enhances it drastically. Yeah, I think well, I think the only. 
I think the only problem with the Raimi Green Goblin is that they needed to break up the green. Other than that, I, I like too, it a lot. You're a little too green, my guy. <laughs> well, because like, well, because well, the original they I show did... the suit when they show the the suit uh, pre um, Norman using it, it's black. So I think if they had like you know kept some of that black in there, then oh. people would be like, oh okay. Venkman's coming after you in the chat, Zach. <laughs> Yes, I know it's 150 issues, but I am at like around issue 50 of spec, so I know I'm gonna have to read at least 100 issues of freaking Marvel team up. <sighs> anyway, also I just right. realized. Also, I just realized that the bar Ben and Jonah at is called a bar with no name in the captions. Yeah. Also, I really like. I I know we kind of talked about how much we like Jonah and Ben's dynamic and how they're gonna go broke back mountain later on, <laughs> but um, I do like like Jonah and Ben discussing the ethics and um, the moral obligation they have as journalists and, sure. as, and as news tellers. You know, every, every, it's every timely. Once while, every <laughs> once in a while you get some weirdo who goes, Oh, I don't like politics or like current affairs in my comics. But um, I, okay, I like the idea so, that it's, so it's pull me up. Okay. Pull me up, blow me up. And then I'm going to hit play. You know what you should do is you should, after you do this, you should upload it. I'm going to upload it up to the, yeah, I'm going to upload it to the website. There's no noise. There's no noise, Zach. Zach, there's no noise. You mean it's not coming through? No. Okay, hang on. Why isn't it coming through? That's not good. Uh, settings. Audio. Check the input. Yeah. Um. How about now? Does my does my audio sound better now? Because apparently I was using my MacBook Pro freaking microphone this whole time. It sounds a little bit better. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Let me hit play. <laughs> Zach perpetually get cucked by his own microphone setup. I hate it, man. Freaking stupid. <laughs> Shut up, Neil. Uh, all right. Hey, guys. It's Javi. Sorry I couldn't be there tonight to talk. About Do y'all hear it now? Yes, I yes. can hear it. Okay. So anyways, cool. so anyways, we're we're breaking into a segment. This is Javi. He's here to talk about uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Go. This will be up on the YouTube channel later on. Not the new Ultimate Spider-Man comic, and no, not this Ultimate Spider-Man. We are talking about the brand new Hickman Chichetto Ultimate Spider-Man tonight, and uh, I I love this book. It wasn't something I was particularly ready for i guess or i don't know i i haven't really read ultimate invasion or whatever was leading up to this i just really couldn't care less but this book i love uh i i haven't read a lot of hickman but i really thought he told a captivating story um and as someone who loves the original that's so weird to say the original ultimate Spider-Man. Um, even the first issue, which I loved, has like no Spider-Man in it. It takes you to issue five. Hang on, Zach, can you raise it a bit? I can only see Javi's forehead. 
like this is it's a longer issue it's i think over 40 pages but it does so much storytelling and not having read any of the other stuff um that preceded it like it gives you in a nice recap page to get you up to speed and that was all i really needed because i'm familiar with these characters um so it it cements the world or gives you an idea of what this world is there are quite a few shocks and twists and turns that i wasn't expecting um mainly spoilers <laughs> uncle ben is alive that i was not ready for i remember seeing that may died in whatever event the maker did but to have uncle ben back changes the dynamic for spider-man considerably uh if you've ever read the what if uncle ben had lived there's some shades of that in this issue which i just reread recently for an episode of the spider-man book club um so it was kind of fun to see that come to life here but um where this book really succeeds is telling the story of this different peter parker who didn't get bit by the spider um so his life is considerably different um he's still with mary jane he's still working at the bugle but everything's just different and so this is more of like a hero's quest this is like the matrix where you know neo has to decide his destiny but something doesn't feel right in the world and he's aware of it but he doesn't know what it is so he's depressed so we we end the issue with him getting to being spider-man and who is the catalyst for him being spider-man tony stark but that's okay because it's already been interfered with. It's kind of like the whole flash and flashpoint thing, but there's something, I don't know. There's something about this that I like because it is an alternate universe as opposed to the main one. So it doesn't bother me that his destiny was interfered with and Iron Man's helping him along because I, I don't know. There's just this journey of discovery, but now it's not a 15 year old. He's like in his mid thirties. So it's it's going to be something interesting to see and go on the journey with this Peter, with this Spider-Man. Um, like, is he going to tell jokes as Spider-Man? I mean, that was something that the young kid who was insecure did when he felt the confidence of the mask. Is this older, more mature Peter going to be like that? Or is he going to be more serious? Um, and we don't get a proper Spidey costume yet, even though they've been advertised all over the place. We get a black suit. Uh, someone pointed out, and I forgive me for not remembering who, um, it's very similar to Secret Wars when he gets the black suit. Um, but overall, I mean, Chichetto, I love the stuff on Daredevil. I love whenever he drew Spider-Man on Daredevil. So having him on this book, it, it's beautiful. Every character looks great and recognizable, uh, even though they're slightly different. Um you don't really get to know Peter's kids too much, but I'm sure that's going to come in time. And we've seen Mary Peter Parker with a kid before, um, be it Mayday or Annie. Um, this is something totally, totally different. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm was getting a little, little fatigued with the spider corner of the universe, but uh, this has reignited my interest, my passion for the character and uh, and not only do we have this but we're gonna have spider-men soon um so right now i'm i am all in on this and i can't wait to see where we go next 
for me, this gets a solid A plus, and I hope everyone else enjoys it at least half as much as I did, because I think there's a lot to love. And um, yeah, sorry I couldn't make it, guys, but hopefully I can catch you on the next time we talk Spidey. Take care. And that is... Yay. Yes. Good job, Javi. Yeah, good job. Sorry, we well done. <laughs> Sorry, we ran into the ground. Sorry, Javi. <laughs> we ran into technical issues. Um, I'm I'm still learning Media Encoder, and I just I, I still didn't get it to the right um, format for Streamyard. So that's yeah, my bad. Zach, Zach, since you've been talking about about sports all night, um, did you hear that the Clippers Intuit Dome is letting people smoke marijuana and cigarettes in the in its own designated section? Not sporting spread. sporting events are so back, baby. Now you can throw yeah. cigarettes at the athletes like the old days. <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, the Clippers needed their, they needed their own arena. They've been sharing uh, the what used to be the Staples Center, uh, but now it's I think Web. I don't even remember what the name of it is now. But um, so I knew that the Clippers were going to get their own basketball. So I'm not surprised. I don't I don't think it's open though yet. It's not. Uh, uh, but I saw a picture of it uh, under construction with the new with the new like designated smoking area. Oh boy, this generation yearns for cigs inside. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, so for those of you that were not watching the game, the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think I think, to, I think to, to close out, I think Ultimate Peter six one six one six zero would smoke indoors during a Clippers match. <laughs> I didn't bring it back. I didn't bring it back. Spider-Man somehow to wrap it up. Oh my god! All right, Adam, Adam, your final thoughts for the issue. Great start. Um, I think I loved it. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, beautiful no, art. Listen, listen, you you can't you can't love things anymore, Adam. You either have to like them or hate them. You can't be too positive about things. Um, yeah, change change is good. If if you want change, if you're ready for a change, give this a shot. Might be what you're looking for. Yeah, I, I look to me. It's a great start. Um, it's gonna be weird. I'm so used to getting twice a month Spider-Man. So for me, yeah, I'm I'm weird. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for issue two, honestly. I'm ready for I'm ready for monthly Spider-Man. Like, like, yeah. Um I wonder if they're gonna go 18 issues a year, like the original. That would be no, kind of I don't I don't think I don't so. know if Chichetto can push it push himself that hard though. I, I don't know how much lead time they he got on this, but um no, I, I think it's a great book. I think this is a book that deserves its uh, its flowers that it's getting right now. I think Hickman's got a solid voice for the for the character. MJ looks feels great. Ben feels great. Jonah, his Jonah walks that 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 edge, and all the best Jonah writers do that. They got to walk tight, that. He tight ropes that shit. He tight ropes between between mm -hmm. being the caricature of Jonah. And being the just the grumpy curmudgeon, just like I'm the grumpy curmudgeon when my when my audio input is not working correctly, and I am having my ever so forever war on technology that I have struggled with since the beginning of this network. 
Speaking of the beginning of this network. Uh, it's a bad segue. But uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. Our patrons, friends over on patreon.com slash network. And we got Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Jurgen, Catherine, Kale, Laura, Howard, Lump Moose, Master Dram, and Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, Vicky, and Winnipeg Webhead. Thank you guys for your support over at Sensationals here, patrons. Spectacular Sarah. And then we have our VIPs, Scott McGraw, Sebastian, and Bankman. Thank you guys for your support. Uh, speaking of the, sh- the early show that uh, started it all way back when, Clones Iron Chronicles, I can find that uh, that and Spectacular Radio are a part of our vault series. All these episode shows will be up on spidey-dude.com. Uh, Hobby and Jack. So speaking of Hobby, he has his show, Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Um, got new episodes dropping soon. Got Sabi Sima Era podcasts uh, with the Web of Music podcast. That is the show within a show on the same feed. And then Voices from the Erie is going to be returning. Uh, but the Kickstarter, they'll be talking about the Kickstarter and um, everything going on with that in the next episode. And the Slot Symposium. Uh, we just, have we released that? I, yes, I released that. I'm sorry. We released the latest episode, yeah, we did. Like <laughs> New Ways to Die. And yeah, uh, New Ways to Die. So, so a good one. that's our episode for the month. We will be back next month uh, with some more. We're going to be covering 600 next month. Uh, Books of X is going to be returning later on this month, maybe into the next month. We'll see. Yeah, the main uh, issue has just been either getting Zach to read the books or me being free to talk about the books. And whenever I've read the books, available, just, we keep forgetting. It, yeah, it's just been we. I've read the books, it's, but it's been a while. I need to reread the books so that way I'm fresh on it. Uh, make my mayday going to return probably next month. Uh, I just don't see us getting together between now and the end of January. So we'll start back up in February. And then if you have not. Uh, oh, yeah, I made a new closer overlay. Let's go, baby. Yay. Yes. Yes. This is the new one. Uh, give give. We got to give some flowers to Neil. He's done. He's done a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I really do appreciate. Uh, you can find us at Spidey Radio on X slash Twitter. We got facebook.com slash Spidey Network. Instagram.com is also the same one. The Patreon page, Spidey Network. Here on YouTube, if you've not already subscribed, if you're listening to the audio edition, you can find us on youtube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. And if you want your voice to be heard on the program, you can always leave us a voicemail. 818-925-6631. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching us live, we'll see you next time here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network.